Um, okay, listen. Yeah. This episode is gonna sound a lot different than all the other episodes because Did you start recording already? You. Yeah. Okay. There's no starting. It's just let's just have a conversation, like as if we're FaceTiming or whatever. <laughs> and then and then I'm gonna get canceled because yeah. nobody should hear that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, should have been canceled a long time ago. <laughs> you should have somebody should have come along and canceled you already. <laughs> uh it's it you should have been canceled the first time you got up on stage and started rapping that's when you should have been canceled okay well anyway uh this this episode is gonna sound a lot different than the other episodes because I feel like when you're like talking to your friends it's very different like I know that I'm not gonna be able to bullshit you on anything not saying that like the other episodes I'm bullshitting anybody but it's just like there's no like because you're not an entertain you're not in the entertainment area so you're not you don't feel like you need to like put on whereas like I feel like other people feel like they need to kind of put on but understandably yeah well you have to though you know what I mean yeah yeah (laughs) okay so why don't we talk are you chewing gum why who told you to chew gum when you do this (laughs) it's a thing for me yeah okay you're right Go on. For me. This Sorry. is gonna ruin our friendship. We're not gonna talk after this. This this is gonna fucking That's ruin. That's not our friendship. true. We've been on the phone all morning. It's three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. We called each other at ten and just hung up to do this. So what are you talking about? Go on. Okay. So what's um, okay? On? Listen. Okay. So why don't we just get get right into it then? So why don't we just talk about um our first trip to Montreal? So okay. Oh, so let me just start by saying the reason I had you on this podcast was because I don't know any other person um that has can truly explain to me like if this podcast is about anxiety and like talking about mental health issues there is truly nobody that understands what I've been through and what you have been through more than the two of us because you've seen it firsthand you you've seen me you've seen me throw up every time I throw up you're there you're in the room somehow I think I think maybe it's me you're somehow there you think (laughs) At this point, it's starting to look awfully suspicious and maybe I'm the problem, to be honest with you. Yeah. You don't seem to throw up when I'm not there. So I'm not good at math, but whenever uh whenever you're in the room for some reason I've thrown up, you're immune to my vomit at this point. Anyway, okay, so why don't we start off? Because we both are, are like I have a different form of anxiety than you have. And at first, like before I realized that I had anxiety you were really going through it and I was like kind of didn't really understand it like I was like okay like I feel really bad for her I want to be there for her but I don't understand it and then something happened normal. later yeah. and I was like what the fuck yeah but that's normal you remember when we were in high school we had friends who opened up to us about having anxiety and whatever I genuinely remember thinking anxiety like what's that just get over it go to sleep and drink some tea and watch harry potter like you're fine you know what i mean yeah but harry potter gives me more anxiety i don't like the way they look for some i don't want to talk about that with you anyways yeah so then when you start to experience it yourself you sorry what i mean to say is you'll never fully understand what it is when somebody says that they're struggling with it unless you experience any form of it because it is so debilitating it changes your entire world 
forever. Permanently, you are marked by anxiety. That is my personal belief. That is, I know that to be true now since I've had my brush with anxiety. I know it's true for you as well. Hence this podcast. So <laughs> I don't know. I hence just think it's an important thing to talk about and to be open about and to discuss with other people because you'd be surprised. And I know when I was going through everything, I was grasping for anybody around me in my world who had experienced it. And if they did, it made me feel like less alone and less stressed out. What are you smiling about? I'm not smiling at anything. I just think, wow, you're doing such a good job at explaining it. Shut up. (laughs) Not that you wouldn't be doing a good job, but I'm just saying that it's like, this is weird for me. It's because you never really, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is entertainment area and like, you hate that. So like, I'm so- I hate it. It's not for me. I don't do it. Okay. But no, it's true. Like it really- It really does. It changes your life forever, I think. And I I actually, I've said this to you before, but I think that it changes your life for the better. And I think as, as horrible as it is, you know, when you go through what you go through and sometimes people need medication permanently, sometimes you need it just for a short period of time. Sometimes you don't necessarily need it, but whatever, um, you know, form your anxiety takes on and however you process it and work through it, it changes you, I think for the better. That's my belief. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I think, think that for the better. I think it does. I think that when you experience that sort of outer body experience and just so out of place and alienated with who you really are, and you're now lost because of everything that's going on with you, I think that it teaches you such a deep empathy for other people and struggles that people go through that I don't think you would necessarily be able to experience if you don't go yeah. through something like that. That's definitely true. Yeah. Like 100%. And it's, it kind of like, even though anxiety is just one form of like the mental illness, you can understand, like if somebody tells me that they are like just depressed and they don't want to hang out today and they don't want to do anything, it's like, oh yeah, like I get that. I totally understand that because everybody has like limits. Valid Um, use. Oh, you don't feel up to it. You know, there's that saying about like spoons or something like, oh, I don't have the spoons for this today. Fair enough. Go do what it is that you need to do to recharge yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem. That's a completely valid excuse. You're because you're no good to anybody if you're not good to yourself. Yeah, that's true. So it's interesting because I would say that it kind of would change your life for the not necessarily. No, but that's you. No, I know, but that's because whatever. But I'm just saying that like some people, it really helps set like a reset button, and they make like major life changes that they probably would have never made that are much more healthier for them. Yeah, like. Yeah. Like it makes you like meditate and like do yoga and stuff like that. And like, think about what you're putting into your body. Mm -hmm. But I've never like, the thing is like somebody who like has anxiety, like just for myself, like I never remember being like carefree ever at some point in my life. Like it's never like, oh, I was this carefree. Like I never gave a shit about anything. And then I started having panic attacks and now I'm like, I don't do anything. It's like, right. it was never like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> on the, from the outside looking in, it's like, of course she, it was just like, it was a matter of time. Actually, they were really taking their time before they pressed the red button for me and for you. I think they were taking some time. They took some time. Okay. So I just want to talk about like the first time that we went, like when we were in Montreal, this was, uh, 2017. 2017 yeah what's it summer 2017 yeah it's 20 yeah okay yeah uh how many years ago was that 17 18 19 20 four years ago four years ago almost five years ago no 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 it's four years ago 2017 
18, 19, 20. Oh yeah. Okay. Like three and a half years, three and a half years. So it'll be four years this year. Yeah. Um, you're like, it's crazy. We're in, uh, (laughs) we're in Montreal and why did we go again? Oh, for your comedy. You had, no, I didn't even know. Like we just went for like a, like a little vacation thing, girls trip. And then comedy there. Um, yes. Did I know that that was the last trip I was ever going to take in my life ever? Montreal? No, that wasn't the last trip. The last trip I was ever going to take in my life. Cuba was the last trip that Cuba was the last time you you're ever going to see an airplane. (laughs) You was the last time I'm ever going to see an airplane. Yeah. You're never going to have to go to Kipling station again in your life. No. (laughs) How does that feel? (laughs) That feels really good. I sometimes when I'm walking down the street, I, or doing activities, I'll get flashbacks to Kipling Station. Um, just unrelated. That's because I went to Humber. Yeah. Anyway, listen. So we go to Montreal. Yeah. How the fuck we got there is just a different story altogether. I'm not sure how that happened. Um, how did we get there? I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's like I was in a, some sort of like blackout. <laughs> like we got on the train. My luggage broke. The train. Yeah, we took a train. My luggage broke. I had a headache. You ordered a bagel. The bagel came to us. It was wet and hard. <laughs> Not sure how that combination happens. It was damp and stiff. And you just like slapped some cream cheese on there and ate it. And it was psychotic. And I don't know about you, but I thought it was going to be so magical to go on this train ride. I was picturing, you know, like brass interior, <laughs> beautiful scenery. We're going to see it like a blue, like the blue lagoon oh. or something outside. No, we were passing by one fourth town where like everybody was married to their cousin right here in Ontario. This is what people don't know. All you have to do is go an hour outside of Toronto or the GTA. It's Cousinville. It's Alabama out there. That's what people don't fully realize. Just saying. that uh, That was in itself a rude awakening. Yeah, I just remember like going through the towns and being like, like, did you remember I was like scared? Like I was literally scared. like, Madeline, this is where serial killers live. You were this scared. People you were get scared. Married. Like when people go missing and they don't know where they are, yeah. it's here. Take the via rail from Toronto to Montreal and you will see where people get murdered. I'm, I'm sure it is. police officers know about that though. I'm just sure they investigate the area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're on the train. We hate it. I'm to get there. My fucking, <laughs> my luggage breaks off. I'm just fascinated by how. Who carried, who carried your broken luggage? Who carried your broken luggage? You carried my broken luggage. Okay, wait, let's get there first. Because I was like, on the train, right? We get on, I'm shocked. Every time that we're able to execute some sort of plan, it surprises me every single time. Because you (laughs) and I are both highly dysfunctional. (laughs) when we're apart and then we're, we're together it's just worse it's just like worse it's a worse it's man. definitely worse yeah and um we were like getting on the train I'm shocked that we were able to find our tickets I actually remember like getting close like you know when you like you can't find your tickets and like you're moving up in line I printed the tickets out and put them into a dossier you a were responsible for the tickets I was yeah I wasn't we, did a good job with it. I had a trip or when we're going somewhere, you are the person that's holding onto the tickets. You're the one with the medicine. You're the one with the care package. You're Which is funny because person. I'm not even that responsible in everyday life. But because you're so dysfunctional, like you said, I have no choice but to like get it together. But I'm never the one in any other circumstance who has it together just with you. Yeah. Dysfunction. 
anyway, yeah. so you have all this, all the stuff. You're like walking, talking, file cabinet. You have all the things. Huh. We get to the whatever. We get on the train. We're on our way. We're so excited. We're like, boom, girls trip. As soon as we pass the lakeshore, everything gets really ugly. Ontario ugly. is like pretty disgusting, uh, especially on the train. Like there's no, there's nothing scenic. Like it's just yeah. like industrial stuff. There's no mountains. It's just like hay fields. There was one town we passed by where the train stopped and there was a mural and it was like weird colors of blue and white and it was weird figures we've never heard of before. Yeah. It was like kind of culty. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that. And we get to Montreal. We had to transfer on the train. My luggage breaks off the fucking handle break. I'm carrying my mom's leopard print luggage (laughs) down the stairs and the handle just rips off altogether. And the guy that's like standing at the bottom of the train was just so fucking done with his job. He just looks at me and he's like, are you going to pick that up? And I'm like, yeah, sorry. How could I forget? And then I just remember calling out for you. And then you came and picked up the luggage on your shoulder. And very so heavy, heavy. Lug- like it was big. It was a big, like, it's definitely one that you need to roll. And you picked it up and you're swearing and cursing. And you were just so done with it already. And then you had to carry it for the rest of the trip. Like, I don't know. I didn't even ask you to really. I just, you knew that I was just not going to make it happen. It was before going to catch the train. If you didn't pick it up, we wouldn't have caught the train. If you didn't pick it up, we wouldn't have caught the train. No, you would have sat down and you would just started looking at the pieces and and trying to figure out what to do. You would start chewing gum, putting the gum, trying to get it to stick. Like, I don't know what would have happened to you. I want you to know, like, let the record show, having to carry that bag back in 2017, I still have pain in like my left shoulder from where I had to swing that thing over and carry it. I think it was St. Catherine Street that we had to walk down. Like you get out of the train station, we did a little whatever, and then just all the way down St. Catherine Street, we were all the way, who knows where, in our beautiful luxury hotel. <laughs> Wait, hang on, that's, that's, uh, that's really funny because, mm-hmm. and that's so funny that like you just remember these like traumatic moments forever. Like you remember everything. When things get traumatic, yeah. You remember every single detail, detail about, I, we were on St. Catherine Street. I remember it was like windy. I remember mm-hmm. it was like windy, but hot. Like we got there early in the morning. So it Disgusting. was like kind of like, it was getting musty and nasty. Yeah. 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 You remember everything. Definitely. Everything. Musty and then and my favorite part of this trip that like, I'm to this day, I'm genuinely shocked that neither of us thought about turning around just knowing the way that we are now, but we get to the hotel Hmm. and uh the guy like some random sorry hotel sorry okay do you want to explain what happened how did we even find this place we found it on some like was it an airbnb was it an airbnb no it was a hostel it was a hostel it was a hostel it was a hostel it's a hostel yeah i think i'm actually the one who found this one would you say that is that accurate yeah i think i'm the one who found it it. yeah you started looking at hotels and stuff so we're 2017 I don't know we have no money so I don't know what you're thinking is going to happen here I had to move some paperwork around to even make that trip happen so then I'm looking I was like you know what hostels like that's what people do when they travel when they go through Europe they stay in hostels no pro- I stayed in a hostel in Victoria BC I was like it was the best experience of my life let's, let's you weren't go. really selling hostels to me you were like no Juliana you get to like share a shower with people I'm like bitch <laughs> I have never had to do that in my life. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I can't, I will, I refuse to stay at a hotel that doesn't have minimum two locks on it. I refuse. 
I need my own bathroom and I need locks on the fucking door. And if that makes me high maintenance, then so be it. Yeah, yeah, we know. We know you with the locks, you need the locks, you need the thousand thread sheet count, whatever it's called. So you need all, we get it, we get it. Silk pillowcases. That's why I have panic attacks when I travel. If I'm not, if it's not like. That's what it is. This is what nobody. White Water Kingdom or whatever it's called. Mm Mm-hmm. What'd you say? What, isn't it like White Water Kingdom in Niagara Falls, like that Great Wolf Lodge? Oh, Great Wolf Lodge. I've never I'm not had the a Great Wolf Lodge. I'm suffering. My family was poor growing up, so we never went there. So, anyways, so, um, right, so we go to Montreal. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? What are what? you doing? What's your face right now? I'm fucking looking at you telling the story. What are you talking about? Oh, the Airbnb. Right. Okay. So we're corresponding with this guy, whatever. And we walk up, we tell him what time we're going to get there. Check-in time was like 11 a.m. or something. We had to meet in there for the keys. Because this is like a little rental unit kind of thing. So he has different rooms and he gives you keys and it's all random people staying there. (laughs) So we get there and he's, he's not there. He's not there. He's not there for an hour. We were waiting outside for an hour. I was like, we got stood up. I was like, they took our money. Yeah. Because we had to make a down payment or something. Like before we gave him the cash on. They took our money and ran away with it. This place doesn't exist. We're standing outside of a tattoo parlor. And then our place, I'm going to do air quotes, air quote place. (laughs) It's on top of this like janky ass tattoo parlor. And we're waiting for the sketchy guy to show up. I'm already having anxiety. I'm like, we need to go. I'm going to get back on this train and leave. This Mm -hmm. is already enough. Mm -hmm. And then a guy, some random stranger that I still to this day believe is Jesus. (laughs) I still believe that this man is Jesus. Like he just took the form of this blonde cyclist from, from Montreal and he was trying to warn us. He was like, do you guys, he was like, did you guys buy it from this guy named so-and-so? And And I was just like, what the fuck? How do you know his name? Yes. I started thinking that we're part of some sort of heist. Like I was like, they're going to abduct us. Like this is, they're going to be like, Hey, are you the girls that got the, uh, weird motel offline and we were like yeah like and they'd be like oh why don't you come back to our uh whatever dance cave and do molly or something and i'd be like sure <laughs> let's go do that so that's what i already thought they were trying to rope us into and i was like yeah. i'm not falling for that yeah he had and some us, and he's like you guys should go stay at he's like don't do this don't do business with this guy this guy's just gonna take your money and we're like yeah, oh yeah. my god you're talking to this guy like he like you've known him for years you have still no anxiety about he had personal history there was there was a lot of personal history vendetta like that guy wronged him slept with his wife or something like who knows something's like random guy just came and then to he started telling he goes he goes don't stay here he goes don't stay here you got to stay at that hotel it's right here i can take you there i can take you there do you remember he's on his bike he yeah was like, he was like i can be there i was like no no i was like i can google maps it we'll figure it out we have technology i don't need to fucking follow you yeah so far and then uh the guy just ends up showing up you had his phone number so he's just like hey yeah i'm on my way whatever and we're like okay this is like really sketchy i immediately i was like he's got a knife on him we're gonna get taken hostage like this is upstairs and there's gonna be a trap door he's gonna kill us I was very yeah. hesitant to do any of this, but you didn't seem to give a shit. So I was no, just- No, this is, you know, this is what you do. This is yeah. what you sign up for. We spent like $200 on like our room and board. So we whatever. We spent more money than that. It was, we really? paid way too much for that room. Yeah. I think in my head, that's how I've justified the experience is I was like, well, it was just so cheap, but it, you're right. I don't think it was actually. <laughs> you're just like making it fit. I'm just trying yeah. to make it okay. I'm trying to make it go down better. Makes sense. Uh, 
so then, right, so he shows up and you're already done. You're done with this already from the get-go. I'm little miss, let's do it, whatever. So we go sit down. He, before he even takes us into the room, doesn't he sit us down at the table? Like in this weird, it's like a corridor. It's like all the different it was rooms. In the hallway. Are there. hallway, again, hallway. Airport hallway. It was in the hallway, hallway. of this dungeon scape that yeah. we stayed in. Yeah. And uh, he was like, he was like telling us like all these places to like check out like he was being really nice but still Except in my mind map. I was we like we got to keep the map I asked him I was like can we keep this he goes yeah yeah okay you can keep this yeah here take it take it yeah yeah it's okay he almost I guess gonna okay. give us the map he's gonna charge us extra to take he's he gonna charge us he, I think he, I think he said he usually charges for the map but he'll give it to us do you remember I feel oh my god he I think he think. actually does charge for this paper map is what he said but out of the goodness of his heart he took mercy on us maybe because he was late he was feeling guilty he gave us the map. we got scammed like there's no yeah. way around it like we literally no, yeah we like that's we a did. map that I could have found at like the city center or something like yeah. that's crazy yeah uh, we ended up getting free maps from like when we went on like the tour bus and all that stuff we got free maps. Not on the bike was right yeah but also how psychotic do you have to be as an airbnb host for random strangers to start approaching people off the street to warn them of your business. That was personal. I don't think that was, <laughs> I, that was, that was personal. I'm telling you right now, you know how the French are. They're all scrambled. I don't know. Yeah. They, they do weird stuff. <laughs> the French are scrambled. That's, so whatever. That's what this episode is going to be We show up to the room. The room's fine. The room's fine. Was there no, two beds? In my head, the there's two beds. Fine. The, first of all, the room's not fine. According to you, the room is fine. Let me tell everybody right now if you walked in to a hostel, okay, or any, it doesn't even matter, hostel, hotel, I don't really give a shit. It doesn't matter. I'm not walking into a room that doesn't have a lock on the door. The room did not the have a lock on the door. And it confirmed everything that I had in my head about us getting murdered and the guy wanting to like murder us. The room had a lock. The room had a lock. The name name a room that doesn't, the room had a lock. We even had a key. There was actually two locks. There was the lock to the door to the outside world. And there was a lock to our bedroom. There was no. a lock. There was a lock. Madeline, there was literally, I'm not sure what you remember. First of all, there was one bed, not two, one. All right. There was one bed. Which Technicalities. Is, whatever. There's a window door. There's a door that is had a balcony doesn't also doesn't lock and is held up by a piece of wood there was a piece of wood that was preventing the door from opening and then our door what locks the way that a bathroom door would lock in like a country farm in the 60s in like a backwoods country worked. den in the because 60s. you may need like to were just discovering locks this is when they invented it explain the lock is not let me just explain the lock is a it worked it just for the visual it's one of those push handles you in order to lock the door you have to push it in and then turn it 80 degrees to the right or something and like if it's like 81 degrees your door is not locked like that's not safe and it's good it's a lock a lock is a lock hello i don't know how locks work but but the mechanisms i'm assuming they they lock (laughs) it's just a different application no. I know the locked work because we did experiments. You made me do experiments. You had me go on the outside. You would go, you would lock it. And then I would have to try and get in. And you would tell me, you'd be like, no, really try. And I had to like go up against the door. I had to like run into the door with my shoulder and try and jiggle it and elbow it. And I, you made me do that every single night that we stayed there. And not only that, then when we, it worked because obviously I didn't open the door and it, it's a lock. So locks lock. 
she then took a chair and we had to put it up, like prop it up against the door handle every single night. I, had I also chair, wasn't allowed I had to, to open prop the chair the against door. the door. First of all, that's the first time in my life I've ever used a chair to lock a door. And I never understood that ever in my life, how that worked. And then I figured out how it worked that night. That's how scared I was. I learned a new way to lock a door. That's how terrified I was that this door was going to open. You're and so also talented. there was a guy that was staying across the hall from us who yeah. like, would like use his belt to like whip like he was definitely just like sleeping with random there was people, yeah, like tinder matches or he whatever was, and then we just heard whipping we just heard whipping noises every now and then yeah. so everything about this room and this place was just a threat to my life i was not comfortable in any way in this room you tried to open the window i told you to keep it shut shut the blinds keep the window closed Okay, be quiet for a second. We had a beautiful little balcony door. Who doesn't love a little, you know, you could step out, a little Juliet, Juliet, they call it. You step out, you get to stand outside, get some fresh air. You know, it was just a parking lot and then some residential houses in the background. I couldn't open the fucking curtains, let alone the screen door itself. I wasn't even allowed to open the curtains a crack. In the morning, I'd ask permission. I'd be like, can I just maybe for a little bit? After two minutes of holding the curtain open, <laughs> I'd have to let go and let it close again. So, so, so that's cool. <laughs> oh God. Perfectly that's, fine. Yeah, you'd have to ask permission before opening the- Curtain for two door. minutes. And then you didn't let me do it on like the next night. You let me do, do that on like the first day. And then like after that, it was over. I, I already knew not to ask. Uh, I was like, don't even- bother but don't even bother because it, I dude and it wasn't even like nice like it was like going out into like a parking lot of like a pizza place I was like yeah. somebody's gonna know that <laughs> I just here. remembered something from that what room. you have to cut this out <laughs> I was so constipated that we had to go to like a random French pharmacy and I had to buy um laxatives and I took those pink lax I took like three of them and they almost didn't even work like, I don't know what was going on with my bowels. Why are we time. the only, we were 19 and 20 at the time. How does, how do you end up at 19 years old needing laxatives on a vacation? I was on vacation. I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't use the bathroom, Juliana. We have to go to the pharmacy. Yeah. Other people are going to pharmacies to buy fun things. Plan B, that's fun. I have to go buy dual collax French brand, off French pharmacy brand. <laughs> Anyways, I just remember that. So dumb. Funny. That's so weird. What a fucking dysfunctional trip, man. Juliana, I ate sardines out of a can. I packed no, no, food. No, we're getting to that. We're getting oh, to that. I so just remembered that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So so after we checked into this janky ass hotel, I'm like looking to make sure the towel, like, you know what? Everything was clean. I'll give them that. The towels were clean. The bed sheets were clean. Everything was fine. Safety, however, zero. The door broken the window broken looking out into a parking lot I was like you can't look open the windows for too long because then people are going to see that you're in here and then as soon as they see two young women staying in a hotel that like it's done we're done forget it so keep the windows closed no sunlight comes in or out of this place but you're always like that even now you live in darkness yeah well that's fine that's yeah. a different issue whatever and yeah. um you could crack open a can of sardines. You have a weird, sick obsession with getting cans of sardines and eating them and mussels. And it's not even like a lot. Like, it's not even like the quantity is a lot. Like, it's not enough to like feed yourself to be full. It's a meal. No, 
I still have another theory about that. Like with baths with you, this reminds you of somebody from your, your family or hometown. Not true. You no, can't no. keep using my family trauma as things no. that I like to do you for fetishize, fun. You fetishize canned sardines. I, you don't know what that even means. Yeah. I don't, fe- no, I don't. It's, yeah. it's sustenance. It's actually the opposite of fetishization. It's, I'm not doing it because I want to. I'm doing it because it's necessary for me. No. It's fuel. No, you crack I don't open think it like that. Of- I think that like the sardines for you represent something else. You have a weird obsession with sardines. You're like, oh, look, it's so good. And you eat it like a psychopath with a spoon. You don't even put it on bread. You don't even sprinkle I didn't lemon on it. Like Actually, you did bring a lemon. You yeah, brought, brought a lemon. lemon on the trip and lemon. opened it with your bare hands because we didn't have any tools in this room. And we didn't know where we were. So we didn't have access to a restaurant, I guess. And you opened it with your hands and put lemon on it. I'm like, just go buy You've a sandwich never camped. for $3. You've never gone camping and it shows. What? You've never gone camping and it shows because that is all I, I don't normal behavior. I didn't do anything that was not normal. Okay, listen, we just got there. I was very hungry. I needed a quick snack to hold me over. So I go into my bag and I've got, I've got beautiful. It was actually canned herring. Canned herring. It was boneless. Is it called herring? Pardon me? Isn't it called herring? Like it's herring, not hearing? I'm seeing hearing? You're saying hearing. Okay. Herring. Is that is that better? Can't yeah. herring? Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm bilingual. So anyways. Dude, um, literally. Yeah, that's fucking gross. I don't know. It's fine. No, it's sustenance. You just eat it. You eat it. You eat the muscles and it's quick. It's delicious. It's smoked. It's not fishy at all. Like it's just, it gets, it keeps you going. And it's a really good source of protein. There's no crap in it. It just has a little bit of salt to keep it from going bad. Hello. There's a lot of bones in it though. Like it was like bony. That was boneless. That was canned herring is boneless. Okay. I mean, okay. But I have fish with bones too. I don't see the issue with that. No, that's gross. Fish with bones? No. All right. So let's move past this. We're not going to see I die. Okay. Okay. So then, uh, so anyway, so now that this whole thing is done, we're here, we're settled yeah. into our trip. And this thing that I was like mentioning this morning when we were on the phone, I yeah. said my threats, my perceived threats are never real. Whereas like yeah. yours are like, you know, yeah. the difference between a real threat. I don't see real threats. I see fake threats. I right. see made up ones. That's your problem. That's your problem yeah. right there. Yeah. 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 You don't see like you start, you think you're in like a video game or something and you think. Mm-hmm. I, it might come from your subconscious mind. I don't want to divulge into that right now. It's too dark, but you have nightmares on a consistent basis. Like, I don't know what goes on up there for you, but it's, it's twisted and it's dark. Okay? Oh, okay. So when real life is happening, you don't see things for like what they are. I think like your subconscious mind puts drops like a screen down and you start to see things that, and you start to think things that maybe aren't really there. That's what happens to you. Yeah. I think you're That's right about the that. theory of mine. No, I think you're right about that. I definitely see things that aren't, I, I, cause we were walking back to our motel, hotel. I don't know what, I still don't really know what the technical term is. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were like, yeah, don't go this way because I don't want people to see that we have like, like, don't use the same path a bunch of times. Cause then people end up finding out like where you're sleeping. We're two young girls. We keep coming home quite late. You don't know who's around in the neighborhood, maybe watching this. Like they know it's a tourist area. 
So you just be careful. You don't want to keep doing, because we were walking on a consistent basis multiple times a day. We didn't take public transit at all. We walked, we walked to every destination that we had. Which I think contributed to my breakdown that happened actually right after this trip. Um, yeah. Whatever. So then, uh, yeah, so that's what you do. You, you know, you know, you have to be a little bit smart with it. So, you yeah. know, maybe you just take a different route. Maybe, you, you know, you go this way, you cross the street. <laughs> just everything about this trip was fucked. You know what I just remembered? Uh, we ended up taking like a boat ride that like got stuck in the rain. Do you remember that? We ended up going, we were just like on like the last day or whatever. We were like, first of all, I had very bad indigestion because we had fried fish. We went to like an Italian restaurant and we ended up- I think that fish poisoned me, yeah. No, I think it poisoned me too because I was feeling it. I felt so nauseous after that. I felt sick. Yeah, sick. We like walked around. We did so much walking. Oh God, so much walking. And then we walked down to this like activity area. Mm -hmm. It was really confusing to me because I'm like, how did we even get there? Because we didn't use our map at all. We didn't use Google. We literally just like, just started walking and we just started- just started walking. We just, just kept walking back and forth. Uh, one night, something was happening. It was like, I think a holiday or something in Montreal or Quebec. And yeah. then there was like concerts, like opera happening, like on the street. Do you remember? Yeah. Yes. It was, like a, it was like a movie. There was like a movie thing happening. A movie thing happening. Oh, but back to that entertainment area. Yeah. There was like rock climbing. There was trampolines. There, the fire Ferris wheel. There was like a random area where you could go do like a live music thing, like a DJ, silent. Di- like there was so much going on, but I really wanted to go on the on the boat tour. I did. I must say that was yeah. My so movie. then we go on this boat tour, air yeah. boat tour. Yeah. It just goes around the lake in like circles, and for some reason the thing is a fucking hour long. And we're stuck on this thing. And of course it starts raining and thundering. Like there was lightning in the sky. And I'll, I'll like, give we're you gonna that. Die. We're going to die. First of all, we're already soaking wet. Everything on the boat's wet. Everybody's freaking out because they're wet. Then it just starts lightning and thundering. And I was ready to jump off the boat. Like I was literally just ready to jump ship. I didn't care about anything anymore. I was like, I'm already soaking wet. Just let me jump into this mm-hmm. and swim to safety. Get mm-hmm. me off this boat. And the guy was like, well, what do you think, everybody? Do you want to keep going? <laughs> yeah. And then everybody was like, yeah. And then you said, yeah. And I was like, why would you say that? <laughs> but okay. But do you remember there was a family that came on and they brought, like they carried on their like 100 year old, like great grandfather. <laughs> and they brought him on this boat with us. And they, I, I just thought like, like maybe, maybe this is why there's lightning and stuff. Cause it's this guy's time. It's his final hour. And we just are <laughs> collateral damage. Like, you know what I mean? He was way past his time on this great earth. And they brought him on this fucking bulk tour with us. And sure enough, lightning, thunder. Dude, death. I remember that. Yeah. There was like a team of people trying to get this old ass lady onto the boat. She must've been a hundred years old. At no, least. it was a grandfather. It was oh, like it was a grandfather. Grandfather. Yeah. 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 And they just like, carried him they just carried him onto the boat and like what was he doing make sure they positioned his head so like he wouldn't nod off or anything like they propped up his head for the boat ride and everything it's awful (laughs) I remember that what uh did what was he doing when it was thundering or lightning couldn't care less couldn't care less eh yeah yeah (laughs) he was in there (laughs) right he was in there man he was there with the captain he was there with the captain yeah yeah and then we're uh yeah we're going around on this nauseous boat ride yeah wow i'm just thinking about it is actually very stressful so let's just get to the part where you so you're having fucking so 
we would have our routine would be like we wake up in the morning mr steer um and we would go get eggs at mr steer and yeah. it would be three <laughs> eggs bacon sausages and like potatoes like it was like you like you it was heavy it was a very heavy meal yeah you would have five cups of coffee this is where we were drinking minimum coffee. minimum yeah. i am somebody who drank a lot of coffee and i couldn't even keep up with you like you were just yeah. like oh it's free because it's included in our free refill plan you're like great this was, this and you was- were just like taking them back taking them back Catalan, like you had like four cups of coffee in one sitting Oh yeah, no problem. And then I'd carry on throughout the day. Here, here was my thinking behind that. I don't really let loose all the time. I don't, I didn't drink too much at the time. I don't drink too much now, but like back then we really weren't drinkers or we wouldn't go out or anything like that. Um, so my thought was I'm on vacation. So like, what can I do that's still like contained fun? I know I can just drink all the coffee I want. Cause that's fun. Coffee makes me fun and happy and do stuff. But then like, I really, really overdid it with the coffee, really overdid it with the coffee. Yeah. Overdid it is an understatement. It was just like coursing through your veins. And then. But like most people can handle that. Like, I don't know. I don't know why it affects me so much, but like now I can't have like any caffeine consistently. I can't have coffee because I'll have a panic attack. Um, Teas are okay, but like in moderation, it can't be consistent. I can't, I can't do it. Cause then otherwise I go off the deep end perfect this is why we're friends yeah um so we get hang on so where's my memory okay so Mm. we were there for four nights or three nights i think just three oh three nights nights? no i think we were there for three days four nights and then we left the following morning how does that make sense three days four nights well because then we left in the morning like we got there late the first day and then i think i think it was four nights Four nights. And then, so on like the second night, I had a show and you were like, Catalan, you're you're like, Juliana, are my eyes dilated? You're like, what what are my pupils doing right now? And I was like, holy fuck. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I never really noticed your pupils before. What I think was happening to me that night, looking back at it now, I think I was having like the physical symptoms of a panic attack without like, realizing it and it like for me as well like uh, speaking to my doctor and everything that happened you can like run your adrenal system like your adrenals but it's called adrenal fatigue and you can run your entire like nervous system and adrenal system like down and deplete all the hormones and everything that you need to produce to be like balanced and okay and doing things like I was in school full time I was working a lot and I was also going to the gym on a consistent like daily basis like I was a little bit obsessive with that And then also not sleeping and just like overly caffeinated, not eating properly. It all just like came together. And this trip was like the final blowout for me. Like my entire system couldn't handle what I was doing. Like the walking all day long, pounding coffee, not eating properly, like just drinking as well a little bit like that also like, and it just shot me straight to hell. So that night when I said to you, it's because my body was like, kind of going off. Like I felt like I was on fire. And I said to you, I was like, what's happening? Like, are my pupils dilated right now? Cause I just felt like something was happening inside of me. And at the time I had no idea, but looking back, I think that was like my first like ever physical panic attack kind of thing without yeah. realizing, like I didn't put it together mentally, like what was happening to me. I just was like, well, well I don't feel good, but whatever. Do you think that yeah. like noticing or like understanding where it's coming from now, like helps you or would 100%. you be better off? Like just not knowing. 
hundred percent. It helps me. I know it's like, I'm always like thinking like steps ahead. I'm like, okay, so if I know that I didn't sleep that well that night, that maybe I just have to take it easy the next night, because if, you know, something comes up and I can't rest or I have to go, 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 then I need time to recover. Cause if I don't recover, then it starts to affect my ability to like fall asleep and recover that way. And it keeps on like trickling in. So I'm consistently like thinking about my moves because I know what certain things and like lifestyle habits affect me that make me feel physically off, which triggers my anxiety because I'm a massive hypochondriac. So that's where my anxiety comes from. So then as soon as you start feeling dizzy and you start feeling lightheaded yeah. or you're just like, Juliana, look at my pupils right now. Mm-hmm. Are my pupils dilated? That's what like does it for you. Yeah. Can you look at my pupils right now? Your are pupils, pupils are, they look pretty good to me. I'm pretty good right now. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're all in the clear. All in the clear. But yeah, that's what that night was. And I, I remember that clear as day and it just started continuing from there. And I remember being on the train on the, on the ride home and just being, feeling sort of dizzy and feeling off. And then that night we got home. I had a glass of wine. I unpacked and I live with my mom and my mom left that day. So I didn't even see her. She left to go visit my sister in Vancouver. So I was home alone. And the next day I had a pretty long shift at work. And I just remember when I woke up, I just felt so dizzy, like my head. I just, I remember if anybody who suffers from like dizzy spells and that sort of thing, you know what I'm talking about. It's like when you like lift your head off your pillow and you're just like spinning and like the world around you is like doing laps. Oh my God. That was the first time that ever happened to me. Like that's so scary. scary. It was very scary and I was alone and, you know, all my siblings, everyone's kind of grown up. So it's just me and I was here. I had to work. My mom's gone. So I didn't really have anyone to like bounce it off. Like maybe what's going on with me. I just, I just didn't know. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then I remember I was like, maybe I just need coffee. So I came and had a coffee and that's when it just like sent me through the roof. I remember I started sweating. I started like getting like thoughts of like doom and just being really unwell but then I had to go to work and I had to like beg one of my coworkers to pick me up before our shift which is like so weird because you that. couldn't walk there like you couldn't take the no I just felt so unwell like I just couldn't and I don't think I was using uber at the, I don't know why I didn't take an uber I think I took one home but I just remember and then when I got to work I broke down in front of my bosses because I just didn't know what was happening to me I couldn't get a hold of my mom she was asleep the time difference so I was just alone panicking And then I remember I broke down at work when I called my bosses, when I saw my boss and I was like, I, I don't think I can work today. I go, I need to like go to the doctor. And I left work and they were like, okay. I was crying, sobbing. I was dizzy. I was like, I threw up, I think as well, like throughout the day, cause I was so dizzy. And then all I had was a banana. Like I just didn't, I couldn't keep anything down. I just didn't know what was happening to me. Like I was so unwell, so dizzy. I went to the doctor. They thought that I had an, an inner ear infection. So this is the first appointment of like a hundred that I went to that year. Seriously, I'm not exaggerating. And you know, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, right. So I go to the doctor. They just tell me it's an inner ear, in, ear infection. They gave me a nasal spray for some reason. Was telling you too. She was just like, oh, she just probably has an ear infection. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like a nasal infection or something. Or like, yeah, that came afterwards after they ruled out the ear infection, they were like, Oh, you have a, you have a nasal infection or whatever that's called. Anyway. So they gave me the nasal spray and I went home and I was like, maybe I'm okay. Like whatever. I still wasn't like too bad in my head. I was just thinking like, why is my body so off? Like, I just feel so unwell. 
And then that night, God, I can't even think of it. Let me drink something in between. Oh my God. It's bad. Like, like maybe this, this is like too much bad. to like, maybe we should just like not talk about this actually. I could talk about it because I think it's it's really important. I'm I'm a few years past my like really bad phase. So I like you said, like I know my triggers, I know like how to like control what happens to me, but yeah. my God, I thought I was crazy. I thought I was actually crazy when this was happening to me. I might be. So that night I remember I I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna everything's fine. I didn't eat at all during the day. And as I put my head down on my pillow. I didn't sleep a fucking wink. I was wired and awake. And this is what's very scary. I started to get very bad thoughts. I was like, what's going on with me? Something is now wrong with my health is what was going on in my head. And that's how it was sort of manifesting for me. And that's where it started from. And so I just kept thinking, I'm not well, I'm not well. And I swear to God, I gave myself a panic attack that mimicked a heart attack. It must've been like 3 a.m. or something. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, why am I so unwell? I'm like listening to Frank Sinatra to try and like calm me down. And like, I was sort of discovering like meditation, like nighttime soundtracks for like 12 hours. And then all of a sudden my like left arm started to like go numb and it was like buzzing. And I just felt it like going numb, 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 numb all the way up my arm to like my neck and the back of my neck and everything just went numb. And I swear to God, I blacked out. Like I just, like I lost my vision for a second and I just felt so unwell. My heartbeat was like racing, 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 racing. And then after that happened, I was just so fucking scared. I was like, I don't know what this is, what's going on with me. I just had so many horrible, like physical symptoms and I couldn't piece it together. And I guess maybe coming from like my family's background, whatever I know, like mental health was not at all on the top of the list or even like halfway up that list. Like everything for me, just like what was going on with me, it was like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Like physically, like I have an illness that maybe I don't know about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, it's it's stressing me out a little bit. I know. Okay. Yeah. Let's not talk about it too much, but that's, that's crazy. And like, yeah, that's fucked up. And it happened right after that trip and that trip, like I had such a good time, like considering everything that was happening and whatever, and the door handle and this, that, and the other thing, it was fun. Like I had such a fun girl's trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always a good time. We played ping pong. You went, you did some shows. Yeah. No, I had fun too. Like it was fun, but just the safety issue. I think maybe that's what was keeping me from having like a full panic attack because it wasn't Mm -hmm. until like two years later that I had mine because I was like, Mm -hmm. my mind was like, now that I know all this information about like, I need to be distracted. I need to be doing things. Montreal is still a city. So like there were things to do. My mind was always on like activities yeah, and we were on the go constantly. The hotel, I was like, safety. I was like, we need to make sure that we're we're locked into this room and nobody's going to break in and murder us. Exactly. And then get our money. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, like seriously. So I'll carry on, I guess. After that, I think my mom came home. But before she came home, I had gone to a doctor's appointment with my family doctor because I was like, there's something wrong blood tests just to make sure everything is okay oh yeah everything's fine you know ask me if I'm under sorry you were doing blood tests like every two days I was doing blood tests like weekly like I think she would even tell me she goes we just tested you for this and like we're not supposed to test you again but like I'll test you 
Like it was, it was like, cause I was just so adamant that there was something going on with me. And then at that point, I think school had started up again. I'm just trying to think of the time. Yeah. School had started up again, but then I started school that semester and my anxiety was bad. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. And then I, it kind of got a little bit better. I felt like, but still, like, I still didn't admit to myself that it was anxiety. I still thought that it was like health and that I just, I need to sleep and whatever. I don't have anything wrong with me. And then, um, I was doing blood tests. Everything came back negative. I just didn't know what was going on with me. Then my school went on strike. So I had a lot of downtime, which is your thing. I went from being busy. It's like, I was bad during the summer, then school started up again. And that sort of like helped me feel okay. Like I still wasn't sleeping. Like, let that be clear. Really wasn't sleeping, had to stop drinking coffee altogether, going to the doctor consistently. And it's so funny because I really have to applaud my family doctor because she took me so seriously. Every time I called her up, which was sometimes daily to like make an appointment to talk to her, she would talk to me on the phone and I'd tell her like what I was feeling and she'd like give me an ear to listen. Then uh, weekly appointments, I would always go see her like either Monday, Monday after school or something or Friday, like before I went off to work or whatever. So then she goes, um, every time I went to go visit my family doctor, she'd ask me the first thing was, okay, so what are your symptoms? And I'd be like, okay, dizziness, heart palpitations, like, you know, sweating, uneasiness. Like, I feel- Is that kind of crazy though, that like doctors should be more well-versed in like symptoms of- Maybe panic and anxiety. Well, this is what I'm getting to. I guess she didn't really want to push it on me because I wasn't ready. Like I was, I was demanding blood tests. I was like, there's something with me. I went to go do like, uh, what is it? An ultrasound of my heart. Cause I thought something was maybe malfunctioning with my heart anyways. But she, every time she'd listen to my symptoms, she'd write them down. She'd write up a new file, which made me feel good. I was like, okay, she's taking me seriously. There's something we're going to get to the bottom of it. Like, I'm like, I have to get to the bottom of it. And then I also like uh, trigger warning for anybody who's a hypochondriac, but I was genuinely convinced that I had a brain tumor for about six months. And that's also what kept me up before my school went on strike. This was what I was dealing with every single night. I'd go on WebMD. And I type in my symptoms and boom, top of the list, my biggest fear, brain tumor. And I thought that I had one right here on my right side, like just above my temple slightly right there. Boom, boom. I thought I had a nice little brain tumor and that's what was causing everything. The dizziness, the nausea, the the, like inability to sleep, all that stuff. But my doctor, she, every time I saw her, she asked me, she goes, okay, well, do you have, like, are you going through stress? Do you feel stressed out? Is anything stressed every single time? That was like the first thing she asked me because I think she had a hunch. She was really good about it, but she didn't want to push me and tell me, Hey, it might be, you might have general anxiety. Um, but she took me seriously, whatever. So, okay. So school goes on strike. Worst thing that could have happened to me. So I went to York, York goes on strike. I lose my fucking mind. Yeah. My mind because now I have no choice but to sit there and deal with myself. In the morning when I wake up, I don't have anywhere to go. I just have to sit in my kitchen and try and force feed myself a banana when I didn't sleep. And this is when the sleeping got way worse. Like I just, oh my God, I was like, I think I'd stay awake all night long suffering and like just not being well and being sick and just stressed out and heart palpitations. And then- And then I think it starts to get to a point when you're not sleeping, you start to think that you're unwell mentally. Like I started to, I mean, I know I'm unwell, but I started to think that I'm like schizophrenic. And because I was so exhausted from not sleeping, I would start to hear like 
voices and I would start to see things and, and I would not be in control of my own mind when I was like trying to go to sleep. Like I'd start to have visions and voices and things. And, and I started to think I was doing things that I wasn't aware of. And I know this is something for you too. I was like, am I doing things and I'm not aware of it? Like, am I going out into like a car? Am I driving without realizing it? Like what's going on with me? So it was just this like really vicious. I was unbearable. I don't even know how you put up with me. Like, I don't know how you did no, it. No, dude, like I was so stressed out for you. Like when I hear that, yeah. like you're not sleeping, we went on our trip to Cleveland and this was months later. Like we went to Cleveland and that winter. was the next year. That was after my school had um, the strike happened. And then that school was the next year. Again. That was the next year. We went to Cleveland in 2018. So it was still going on for a year. Like you were still not sleeping for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought it was just months, but it was a, a year. A year, a year that's of that. crazy. Yeah. And that's the thing that like, I feel like some people don't get though, is like, it's just, it's more than not being able to sleep. Like when people are like, more, oh, yeah. okay, I didn't sleep well. So like, I need to like, watch out for that. They don't know that like, it's a snowball effect. Like not yeah. having a good night's sleep is the first step to like, what is an entire like vicious, scary cycle, you know, scary. when your mind is sick, not sleeping and not giving it that like medicine that it needs. No, no, no. It's, it's just, it's just, it, it's like the worst possible thing for somebody who I, I, I don't know about all people, everybody is different, but I know for us, if yeah. we're not sleeping and especially myself, I know that that just sends me into like such a dark place, such yeah. a dark place. Yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah, but exactly. Like, maybe yeah. I should talk a bit about how I have found out that I actually have anxiety. Yeah, yeah, tell me. Yeah, so then, so that kind of went on. And then I started to keep, I, I, I was taking so many different herbs too, because I was just like, this is, there's something with my health. I need anti inflammatories. I need to kill the disease. You are like, you're a witch doctor, though, when it comes to herbs and medicine. Like, there's not one herb that, like, you don't have. I have like, there's no like, herb that I have left unturned. Like, I've herbs. tried them all. Ashwagandha, you know, you. You name it, I've tried it. Seriously. You never ended up giving me the ingredients to your uh, life elixir. I will never tell you that. So anyways, <laughs> um, you're never getting that. You're never getting that. Okay. So, right. So then I was just trying all these different things. And then I just remember like one day again, like I said, I was consistently going to my doctor consistently. So then I went again, but this time I went in after doing some research and like, you would tell me, you'd be like, listen, like it sounds like it's anxiety. And I just couldn't like admit it to myself because I was like, I'm just a normal, like young girl. I'm, I go to school, I work like whatever. Yeah. My parents are divorced. There's issues there that I dealt with in the past, but that's nothing. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But you kept telling me, Hey, listen, this might be anxiety. Um, you know, our other friends were telling me it sounds like anxiety. I have anxiety. I know what it sounds like. It sounds like this. And then like just people at work and whatever, everybody was just sort of telling me like, Hey, this might be anxiety. And I remember one day I was like, like, fuck it. Like, let's just look up like symptoms of anxiety and panic attacks. Like, what is that? So I remember looking it up and everything that I've gone through and everything that I've said that I just listed the dizziness, all that stuff. Boom. Right there. Number one symptoms of like panic attacks, anxiety, everything. I was like, huh? Okay. Cause all my blood, blood work came back negative for months. So I was like, okay, so maybe there's something here. So then I take myself to my doctor's office and I go, I sit down. She goes, okay, so how are you feeling today? I go, I think I might have anxiety. <laughs> and she goes, okay, thank you. 
she goes, here's a paper and you have to do this like little generalized anxiety test to see like if you have it or not. Like I think however many times you answer yes, like you add it up and it means you have it. Of course, like I have it pretty high score. I don't think it's a score. I just think like, okay, if you answer yes this many times, boom, okay, most likely you have it. Then she made me answer another little questionnaire and she's like, okay, great. So she's like, there's two things we can do here. But now that we know what your problem is, we, we've discovered it. It's taken us eight months, but we know that you have an anxiety disorder. And she goes, I could prescribe you medication if you want. Personally, I don't want to do that. And I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that is what my doctor said to me. She goes, I think you should go speak to somebody. And I was like, done. I was like, go. I was like, I don't want to be on medication. I'm a health freak. I'm sick in the head. I have hypochondria. Don't put me on medication. I'll grow another head if I go on medication, which is not the case. That's not the right message. That's wrong. It's there if you need it. I got pills afterwards. If you really feel like you don't need it, then you don't, then just do what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Just do what you, you know yourself, you know what works best for you. I had been like really trying, I was taking like, I started taking magnesium that really started to help like calm my body down. I got off caffeine, which like really helped me as well whatever. So then I went and I go, I saw a therapist and that's where all the pieces of like my anxiety and like maybe where it came from and how it's not just me, like not sleeping for a few days and that like causing panic attacks. Absolutely not. That's just like, that's like the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? It's just, it's going through all the different things that built up in my life that caused me to not be able to handle like a minimal amount of stress because there had been so much stress in the past that just hasn't been dealt with. And then this is like the body's reaction. And something she said to me, she goes, the body remembers trauma. So that's something you have to like, keep in mind. Like the body remembers every single thing that it goes through. And eventually it comes out in these really uncontrollable, unmanageable ways. And we just have to find ways to put the pieces back together again, but it takes time. Wow. Yeah. That is that really, that, that really, really, it changed me forever. And I'm so thankful for that experience. Like it was really awful when I was going through it and it was really tough to have to like keep going and keep going to school and keep going to work and keep talking and seeing to seeing people. Cause I just, it was like, I felt like I was faking everything. It was like, I'm, I'm faking this, like having to talk on the phone and having to like go see you or go see, I was faking the whole thing. Like I was not myself. I was pretending I was okay, but I really wasn't. But I don't know, going through everything I did, it's changed. And I'm so thankful. And I think therapy is the way it changed my life. And, you know, we say it all the time, but it's one thing to talk to your friends and people who get it and they're there for you. And that's so wonderful to have that. And, you know, you're so blessed if you have that. Not everybody does. But when you speak to a professional who's gone to school, who understands us, who has no connection to you, know nothing and just they break it down for you and they make it make sense golden yeah golden that's what it is yeah, yeah. it's just about like what makes sense to you you know what I mean and yeah. it's like everybody yeah. uh everybody has such like a unique path with it too like mm-hmm. yeah it's just hard to be like everybody like paint everybody with the same stroke do you know what I mean for sure it's so different it's so personal it's it's your own path. You, it is what you want to make of it. And it's, it's different for everybody. And you have to find ways that work. And there's no, you know, there's no package that you can hand people who have anxiety, who have panic attacks, who have any sort of mental illness. There's no care package you can hand out and you go, okay, you just have to do steps one to 10 and you'll be fine. And you're good. 
Yeah. Because even though it worked for you, it doesn't work for everybody. And we talk about sometimes doing yoga works for some people. There are times where like meditation really helped me. And I told you about that and it really helped me at the beginning, but then later on it, it didn't help me as much. So, so be it. Like it just, you know what I mean? It's your own journey journey and just, you got to take it for what it is. Yeah. Or like, I'd say when people are like, oh, like everything gives you anxiety or whatever. It's like, what doesn't give you anxiety? It's like, you're like, fuck you. Like literally, what are you talking about? Yeah. Sometimes everything does give me anxiety. What do you want from me? Yeah. Like, okay. What what gives you anxiety? Go and do that and let me know. Oh yeah. I thought you were asking me. Are you really just one of those people that doesn't experience any form of anxiety? Okay. Well then I guess you're a psychopath. Well, here's the thing, maybe they're, but I know maybe they're not psychopaths. I think maybe there are people who don't experience it. And I think that that's okay. Like some people have happy childhoods and don't have issues and have happy, you know what I mean? No, but seriously, and that's okay. And there's no judgment there. Like by all means, like go do you, you're on your own journey, but I think it's naive to say that maybe they're going to be, you know, able to avoid that their whole lives. I, I, yeah. I wish anxiety on my worst enemy. I don't even think I have a worst enemy, but I don't wish it on anybody. But I think most people will, will experience some form of a mental illness in their lifetime. I do. Yeah. 100%. Whether they realize it or whether they're conscious of it or not, I don't know. But will yeah. they experience some form of it? I think so. And that's what? interesting that's because we both have anxiety, but we have different branches of it. Like you have health yeah. anxiety. I have different anxiety. So it's like, for me, like, I, in order to feel mentally healthy, yeah, I usually feel a little bit burnt out, but being burnt out doesn't scare me. Like it doesn't have the same effect. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am thankful enough that I don't really get that dizzy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like, yeah. Cause if I feel like I'm not doing a million things at the same time, like my mind is totally distracted at all times, mm-hmm. not at all times, but like, if I'm at like a low point, <laughs> the only way that I can yeah. come out of that is by like being distracted and having something to do literally 24 seven for like a a week. And then I, when I create that like distance in in my mind, Mm -hmm. then I'm able to like, just, you know, go about my day-to-day life as I would. And then, yeah, but it's, it feels like you're, it feels like you're under the weather. Like for me, it just feels like I'm like, okay, well, instead of like going and taking like vitamin C or whatever, Mm -hmm. I need to do work. I need to like start a class. I I need to do that clean my room, fold laundry, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You're really, that's so funny because I think when I was like just coming out of things and I was like maybe a year after like my panic attack of year, my year long panic attacks after that year, that's when I was like that. I was like, what do I do? I'm home. I have nothing to do. What do I do? Like, this is so, this isn't making me feel good. But which is so, which was such an interesting change for me because before then I'm such a, like, I love being at home. I love watching movies and just baking and cooking and being home alone. Like I love alone time. But then after things were really bad for me and I was like slowly recovering, that was really, really difficult for me, the, the downtime. And I think that's the phase that you're in right now is the downtime. Yeah. It's like having to like rewire your brain to understand it's not a threat if I'm alone and I have nothing to do it's not a threat to me. It's not a threat to my health, to my well-being. I'll be okay, but that takes a while. And, and I'm at that meditation, point. Like meditation and stuff comes in, but also meditation doesn't work for everybody. And that's not something that I realized until recently. 
but yeah, like yeah, the yeah. idea, like, for, like my thing is like, if I have a negative thought, instead of it just like passing through my head, it gets mm-hmm. stuck and I dwell yeah. on it and I pick it apart and I try to analyze it. And then yeah. I get scared that I'm doing so much analyzing and I'm just like, right. and then you get like really in your own head about everything. And I'm just like, okay, like I need to, I need to just literally go. And yeah. it doesn't help to be alone for me. Like yeah. that's, it's literally the worst. And it's something that you like, you know what I mean? Like me at like a really healthy point is like, okay, I can spend so much time by myself mm-hmm. and just do things. And I was getting to that point and then the pandemic happened. Pandemic, yeah. And then I just feel like some days I feel like I'm back at square one again because there's no distraction anymore. There's nowhere that I could be like, yeah, like you have to like really focus your energy on like just letting those thoughts pass. It's hard work. It's really hard work. It's you're not docile. Like you're actively working every single day when you're going through that to be able to like, not have to pick those thoughts apart every to like the very, you know, bare minimum. It takes time and it takes a very big effort mentally to do that. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when you're doing that, it can be physically draining. And then you're so exhausted and you don't even realize why. And it's because all day long you were having internal battles with your own mind and that's exhausting. That's and what it is. Yeah. Like think right? about how much energy it takes to like it takes energy. Dissect the thought. It takes twice as much to try to like, you know, let it pass. But that's where cognitive behavioral therapy comes in, which is where it's yeah. like you write it out or you say it to yourself or you keep it in your right. phone and you just like remind yourself. You just mm-hmm. like, okay, just like let it go or whatever. If it's like a saying or something like that, mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. something that like makes you yeah, uh, be a friend to yourself and then you just go about your day and that helps mm-hmm. because then you get into the habit of like reminding yourself yes so that yes. like instead of just like focusing and dwelling you just like say whatever it is that you need to say and then move on yeah I agree with you I yeah. agree with you I think it's tough and I think definitely this pandemic hasn't made it easy for anybody who's struggling with that yeah Which but now you're in a better place right yeah, man but, it, but it's never it does a thing like it never ends like it's always a thing it's a constant like, I'm constantly working at it it's like I know I feel like you think like okay she's fine she's great like I can let loose I don't really have panic attacks like physical ones anymore like I I know that it seems like I'm in a better place and I am for sure because I've gotten it under control but that's because of all the work that I've done like behind the scenes like I really exercise, really trying to eat well, being aware of my thoughts. I journaled so much. I went to a therapist. I, I don't know, just like talking about it, being very open about it and not hiding it and like being vulnerable about it has also really helped me, I think, get over it. Cause then everybody who you open up to, it's like, it's almost like holding up a mirror to whatever it is that you're saying. And you get to see it back to yourself. And that is a really great way to learn and to grow as well, I think. So, I oh know. my God, that's so well put. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guess which one of us went to school? Not me. You did. No, I didn't. That's a thesis statement. Shut uh, up. It's true. But it is true. And I, I find that. And I know, and we're so lucky that we have each other, to be honest with you. I really am blessed for that because you were there, <laughs> blessed for that. Oh my, Justin Bieber. <laughs> you're blessed you're blessed to have me I am because and I don't know if you feel the same way I mean I hope so because we've been friends (laughs) for a while now you know I don't want to speak at a term here but really like it's just such a good feeling to know that you have that like support system who genuinely does get it 
I know I could tell you anything that sounds so crazy to like the average person. And I know that, okay, it's fine. Cause she'll get it. So I'm, there's no judgment here. There's no nothing. She gets it. Cause she's either already had the thought or because I've said it, she's going to have those thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's true. comfort in that, which is sick, but it's true. That's so funny. You know what I mean? True though. It's true. Like, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that. And like, I just have nothing but sympathy for them. Cause that's fucking terrifying like I couldn't imagine going through all that by myself and having nobody to talk to or like understand like when we went to Cuba and I was throwing up listen I I don't know if we have 45 minutes to go through the whole thing but I do I if you want to talk about Cuba we can talk about Cuba my friend so we went to Cuba Mm -hmm. a year and a half ago it'll be two years in April two years in April two years in April two years in April And um, I just had a series of panic attacks, was throwing up, couldn't sleep. I thought that I was trapped on an island and I, for so, I don't know what it was. I was just scared that I was going to die there. And then I just started throwing up so much that I was like, now I'm going to die because I, what? Hell on earth. You in Cuba experienced hell in real life. That's what happened. I, 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 like, I just need you to understand that like, if I was there with anybody else, they would have paid for me to get the fuck off that island the next day. Like, it was so bad, but you were so understanding. I was literally <laughs> waking you up at 4am and being like, hey, Catalin, I'm gonna just go throw up. I hope that's okay. And it would be like, violent, like just violent attacks violent violent and you were so scared for me but you didn't show it you were really strong for me I tried not to show it but I was scared scared. I was like okay I was like Catalin's not scared so I'm I'm fine really you would think that yeah and then you said something you were I was just like what if I start throwing up blood like that's how bad it got isn't that so scary no 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 no. like let there be no mistake you were not eating anything not eating anything you were drinking water sure barely barely, barely. they also i would go get you sparkling water and they get they had such a hard time with me asking them to pay for a sparkling water bottle i don't know what that was about sparkling water was for show that's not for for show i don't know maybe it's like hard for them to import it i don't know what it was i'd be like can i please have the sparkling water and they'd be like are you fucking kidding me fine it'll be 10 pesos yeah okay they were pissed they were mad at me they knew that i was the problem they're like this we thought we were witches says i don't know what the words are but we were fucking witches to them but you were not eating anything not drinking anything you were we were in the sun okay and you were throwing up like clockwork every 20 to 30 minutes yeah every 20 to 30 minutes you were dry heaving but I was doing it like in a in a quiet way like I was just like okay I'm just gonna go now there be no mistake I've never seen anybody you have anxiety and you you didn't want to be an inconvenience when you were you felt like you were dying I I still didn't want to bring we were walking we were walking down in the little pathways with the big palm trees everywhere and you're just going oh hang on a second and you just quickly pivot and you would just just throw up violent loud painful yeah sure let's go to the buffet yeah let's go get lunch let's go get lunch i i don't know what to tell you 
you eventually couldn't even enter that buffet. Okay, so let's- now that I know what I know about myself, I'm like, of course I wasn't able to sit down and have a meal after I just threw up. Like I need to go for like an eight hour walk with like a protein shake. And then I'm like better. Exactly. Exactly. I need to be moving. Like if I took my, I was trying to take my dinner outside. Like I knew it. They wouldn't let us leave the diner with the place. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like I need to go eat this on a walk. Like I will bring the cutlery and play back. I need to take this elsewhere. Yeah. We started sneaking food up to them. Okay. But let's start from the beginning. Let's, let's talk about how this all happened for you. Cause this is, this is something fucking else. What happened here? It's like psychotic. this Cuba is, I don't know, should be studied to be honest with you. What happened to you? It, it would be a fine example. And you know, what's so far, very nervous now she was just like, like when I was explaining it to, to her, mm-hmm. she was like, that's how everybody's anxiety starts. They're just like, so I went on a trip and then mm. blah, 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 blah. And I technically like, kind of started there too. We went to Montreal. Yeah. I went on a trip, came back fucking never the same ever again. Yeah. Okay. But Cuba, we're so geared up. We're so excited. I think I just finished. I was going into like my final semester of school. I was like, come on, like, let's go do something fun. Everybody goes off. It was like April. I was like, we need to go. I remember, didn't we book the ticket at like the mall cafeteria? Oh my God. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. No, I was we at the, were li- the library. We were in the library. We were in the library. And then we're like, yes. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> you know, none of we knew Cuba was bad because our dads go to Cuba. That's what you said. You were like, you why would I ever vacation somewhere that my dad enjoys going? That's not nothing positive is going to come from that just doesn't make any sense and I remember it's so funny because as soon as we booked it then we were just like wait what did we just do like what's wrong with us like Like our dads go like what's Cuba what's in Cuba for us like what do we do other people book a trip they're like yeah like let's go I'm gonna go shopping for all these clothes and and get it to no not us that should have been our first sign right there that this was not going to be good we immediately regretted it so okay so carry on so we go we buy the tickets we go buy the tickets, whatever. We're ready to go. I remember the day that we left too. I was like, fuck. It was like raining. It was a miserable day. Miserable. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get away from this Canadian yes. weather. This is so bad. Mm-hmm. It's not ever warm here. Like mm-hmm. I was just so bitter about it. I was just so ready to get out of there. We get to the airport. There was some, something happened where like, I don't uh, the, Something flew off our luggage again. We had a, another luggage malfunction or something. <laughs> we had to get it back. Catalan, I remember, I remember everything about that airport. I remember the route everything. that we took when we what got What did we there. eat? Didn't we have a burger or something before we I got had a place? chicken sandwich and you yeah. also had a chicken sandwich and it was mm-hmm. disgusting. It was really gross. Um, I don't know if they've got like a lack of resources near Pearson Airport or something, but it was really bad. Bad. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever, man, we got to Cuba. There was like, a, there was like a group of guys that were like, they were not cute. They were like giving us weird vibes. And I was like, we're going to get abducted yeah. for sure. And then <laughs> came the bus ride, mm-hmm. which took us through um, a bunch of towns, but it was pitch black. Outside. It was not pitch black. Was pitch black. There was nothing. <laughs> you couldn't really see anything. It was a little yes. bit scary. The, the roads were a bit shaky. I was like, okay. We went on like a water path. So for and those- The bus wasn't full of people. There was only like six of us on this bus. That's it. Like there were six people coming with us to like our strip of hotels. So when we went to Cuba, we went to Cayo Santa Maria. So in order to get to Cayo Santa Maria from the airport that we went to, we had to go through a path, a peninsula that was, no, not a peninsula. I don't know, like a path, like a water path that- 
has the ocean on both sides and a very narrow, like, excuse me, man-made path that we just took this bus on all the way to like where the hotels are for yeah. two hours in the pitch black. And then we had to pass the ocean road where it was just a road literally across the ocean. It that's was what I'm talking about. Ocean road. road. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's ocean what you're talking road. about. Yeah. Ocean yeah. road. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. called. Okay. That's that. That I didn't like. But I didn't, you know, I didn't beers like on the bus. They were like, would you like a beer? And I was like, no, thank you. Um, I would like to be fully aware from when this bus gets abducted. I just started thinking about that Canadian guy on the Greyhound that got his head chopped off. I was like, that's going to be us for sure. My mind always goes to like, we're going to get. You're already thinking stuff like that on the yeah. bus? Yep. Oh. No, my mind is like. I was in party I'm- mode. I was listening to music. I was having a good time. Yeah. And uh, then we get to the thing. and My mom was calling. My mom called the. The, I don't know how she got here's the funniest thing though is what? that like my mom is so neurotic that what? when we got to Cuba yeah she was already as soon as the bus parked they were like is Juliana here and I was like yes <laughs> they were like your mom they ran out the they ran out like these nicely dressed workers came out they were like Okay, like anybody on the golf cart, is anybody here Juliana? Like, or like however they say it, Juliana. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. And then you were like, yes. Oh my God. And you were like, I knew it. It's my mom. Like, you just knew that your mom was calling the fucking. No, I knew dad. it because I was like, it's been like, I told you the plane was going to be three hours and then the phone, the thing was because we don't have reception anywhere. So, like, I legitimately wasn't able to text her until we got Wi Fi. Yeah. Like, straight up. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is a bit weird get on the phone with her. She's just like, where are you? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just a bunch of questions. And I was like, yeah, listen, I'm on vacation. Don't call me back. Click. I had a great time. I was like, see ya. Hung <laughs> up the phone. Uh, 24 <laughs> hours later, absolutely dying to get off Cuba. To, I was ready to swim across the ocean to reach Miami. I was like, how far do you think Miami is from here? Realistically, if we hijacked one of these canoes, would we? do you think if we took one of those like canoes we'd be able to make it to my I think we Between would the two of us somehow yeah. yes yeah yeah yes no, no, somehow like, I had somehow, I had yes. so much anxiety that's like I felt like I could see across mm-hmm. the water to like Miami like I was like no no, no you don't understand like <laughs> here. there must don't be some lights it. over there yeah yeah <laughs> I'm seeing some lights <laughs> I just remember like night three or whatever it was like 4 a.m and I was like, listen, oh no, we're missing. When we got to Cuba, when we got to our resort, we were hungry and we were like, well, we're yeah, at a resort. Normal. Why wouldn't they have food at 12 oh. o'clock? And uh, they didn't, they didn't have any food. We, of course not. they had literally no food in that no. entire resort. No, no. Um, and- I'm convinced they saw that we came and we were like, oh, we're so hungry. And there was other people from our bus as well who had just arrived. They're also hungry and people from other buses. And though, and so I guess they must have like, like the guy was done his shift. The chef was done his shift. They must have like ran out before he like got on his bike and we're like, hey, we need to like, come hey, back. Some in. tourists literally just got here. You need to come back in. We, and make hot we need to come back in. We're sorry, man. Like, I was like, do you guys have Schneider's Ballpark Wieners or something? They're like, we're no, we don't. Whatever no, we have is, real human that. hot dogs. Would you like some? Yeah. And here's some cheese. <laughs> and uh, then we get like 
hot dogs, like the hot dog was way longer than the bun. The bun, tiny, hot dog, very yeah, long, coming to totally disproportion. When you see yeah. things like that, that makes me nervous too, because immediately I'm like, okay, well now my you face- You ate that deep. meat. Maybe that's the problem right here is you ate that hot dog. I, I, I knew dog. not to touch that. I knew not to touch I that I ate hot the hot dog. dog. And then I was like, can I get a grilled that's cheese? Nice. And the grilled cheese was no better. It was no, definitely not made out of Kraft Singles uh, Canada cheese. That's for sure. Not for sure. For that's sure. fine. Um, you know, it's an acquired taste. Not for me, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Catalin, like I was just dying to get off three days later. I was just like throwing yeah. up. I was so ready. Let's, okay, so this demonic is twins that run the, the. Let's talk about the moment that like it happened. Like in my head, when this went oh, down. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This was like equivalent to like Freaky Friday when they like swap bodies and like everything changes for them. So this is what happens. But we so also we had through- a demonic waiter who I think. We had I so many ill health on us. I do think she wished ill health. I think she must have cursed us. Or so. She yeah. probably went like this to us. Dude, I was, first of all, first of all, this is my favorite. This is my favorite because the following morning after we got there, I was like, dude, like you have no oh, idea. I was like hillbilly mode activated. Like I was ready to eat anything. I don't- You were good to go. You were ready. From, from the Ontario on vacation at a resort. Yeah. Like I was just down yeah. through the town. I was those people that like we saw later on just like eating shrimp heads that were just like probably from like the UK or something. They were from Russia, Julia. <laughs> they were from Russia. I thought Don't get it wrong. They're from Russia. Sorry? Uh, I thought they were from the I thought they were British because their teeth were very- You think everybody British. is from England who does like weird things. Like you hate the British so much. Like let it be known. Like you hate British people for some reason. I don't hate British people. You do. Like, you I do. Just... You hate the Brits. You hate the Brits. Don't worry. They hate you too. Here's what I didn't realize is that your anxiety, like I was just focused on you feeling better yeah. and having a good time that like, I wasn't really thinking about myself, but then as soon as you were fine, this is lunch now. No, this is what happened. This is what happened. Let me jog your memory. So then no, Madeline, this was after lunch. lunch. like the sun was going down. Like we had been outside all day. Uh-huh. And- but this happened at the dinner table. You started to turn when we were like, maybe it was dinner then or something. I thought it was lunch. I think it happened very soon. I think it was lunch. I'm just going to go out on the line here. We're sitting there. We start eating again. And I had a little something. You had a little something. And then we're just kind of laughing. I kind of brought myself out of my little like low point because I had sugar and I was like, I'm okay, whatever. We went to go eat lunch. Okay. I think it was lunch. So we're sitting there, we're eating lunch. And I just, I lean over, I make this like one-off comment to you. I go, so we're there for not even 24 hours. Like not even, no, no, no. I, this is we're there for like four hours. Not even. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Like this is nothing. We're there lunch. We just got there that night at 11 o'clock. This is now like 12 o'clock the next day. Okay. I lean over like, you know, pushing potatoes around the plate. I'm like, Juliana, what are we doing here? Like I could leave now. Like I'm good. Like I'm done. I've seen the water or whatever. I'm like, I'm done. We're good. We're like trapped here though. And my mistake but as soon as I said the word trap as soon as you said because here's the thing though is that I was already having thoughts like that while we were at the beach I was already like man like a week but I was like I was like I knew mm-hmm. we were here for a week but I I like I'm good like you know what I mean like I'm not really a sun person whatever mm-hmm. and then when you confirmed it for me and made it like real life big mistake yeah yeah 
I was just making like throw off like one off comments. I was like, God, like I'm good. Like we've seen the water. Like what more is there to do? Like, and as soon as I said, and for some one, reason I was like, what? what happened? My my exact words in my mind were, Oh my God! Like I don't have an option to leave. Like I have to be here yeah. until my flight picks me up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Like, that's it's, what happened. The, it's just the fact that, like, I couldn't, like, if I, if there was, like, a portal, like, an endless portal that I could mm-hmm. just come back to Toronto if I needed to, to grab something and come back, I would be there. I would probably oh. still be there. But because <laughs> I had no other option, mm-hmm. I, for some reason, felt like my basic human rights were taken away for some reason. Like, I was, yeah. it was just, no. Yeah, you, you, it took you somewhere. And I remember as soon as I said that, your eyes just like went black. black. Like your eyes went black. I lost when I'm you. I'm stressed out. My That's eyes I lost you. go black. And black, I get black. like dark. I get dark under here. Yeah. And my this eyes colored. Black. Yeah. 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 No, your eyes went black and you were like, oh my God. You were like, we're trapped. Like we, we cannot leave this fucking island what are we doing here? We can't leave if we don't want to. And then it just started carrying. And then I think you threw up as soon as we left. Yeah. And then literally the second we left, I threw up and I, I was like, we here we go. We the second started. we left, I started kind of getting a little bit shaky and I threw up and I was like, that's, that's here it. we go. Here we that's go. It. But here's one thing that I, we found out afterwards. I think like your mom said it one time, you have done this before when you were a kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did it uh, when I was like, not even that young. I was like 15 and I was in Portugal. Not that young. You were in Portugal. This is, you've done this before when you're away from things that are familiar to you, things that are, excuse me, your like habits, that sort of thing. You've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just burped. Yeah. True. Yeah. And I didn't, I, because, but when you're 15 though, you don't really, recognize it like I just thought I was like yeah. oh I was 15 maybe I just like miss my friends miss hanging out with like whatever mm-hmm. 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 but no it actually and you see it from a really young age is that getting yeah. stuck it's like those thoughts getting stuck of like I'm trapped I can't leave if I want to instead yeah. of just being like oh I'm in this beautiful place which obviously I was trying to do sure. like, okay, yeah. This yeah. Is beautiful this is really nice like I've worked for this like I want to be here mm-hmm. but then like it just gets stuck And like, I didn't know what it was at the time. I didn't know anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I was somebody who couldn't travel and like, that's it. And that's it. And you're just not going to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that just, it started for you and you just started as soon as we left that uh, lunch table, you got up, you threw up and you just continued and it continued on from there and you just couldn't eat anything. And then it was just over. And by the next day, same thing. But I must say, like for somebody who was going through all of that, like so much anxiety, the world like caving down, crumbling like around you, you came with me to the beach. You tried, you drank water. You would go get yourself a little like cheese bun. Like you really, really tried. And that says a lot about who you are as a person. I think even when you're in such an inconvenient place, you're still worried about the other. And that says something about who you are. <laughs> that's really I nice. must say yeah that's really nice um yeah you were, well, well. you were sick I was sick I was literally like yeah I was trying to pull it together but the beach helped the beach helped because now knowing what I know I'm like oh of course the beach helped because it was an activity it was something to do like 
So like whenever I started feeling sick, you were like, come into the ocean. I was like, no, that's not going to help. Ocean healing, the ocean and sure healing. enough, it helped. It helped because I think it's like physically, like it's making you feel something different than what you, you would be feeling. You know what I mean? I don't know, yeah. whatever. But I remember, so because of my panic attacks, I went to a doctor and I got lorazepam. And I had a full prescription just in case if anything goes wrong. And I remember when we were going to Cuba, I kind of like looked at Cuba as like a test for myself. I'm like, I can go, I can go be strong. I can go be healthy. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. This is like a fun trip that I want to do with my best friend. And I remember I had the pills in my hand because they're designed for panic attacks. Like if you are going through something really, really horrible, these help completely normalize you, right? And I had them in my hand and I thought, don't need to pack them do I should I pack them should I not pack them I'm kicking and I remember thinking to myself I was like okay I'm testing myself this will be a test for me I've survived a year of not being well I can survive a week of not being well this is just a test so I won't bring them and I just remember like it crept into my mind I was like but Julian I won't need them like I won't have to bring them for her will I no she's okay and I remember I like put oh my god that's and so I funny that because that would have allowed you a break from throwing up the amount of times that you did but I also probably wouldn't have gotten help that's true honest to god who knows what kind of different path that would lead me on maybe I wouldn't that's have true. never gotten help and I would have become addicted to lorazepam because I just thought that you never know you really never never know know. that's the thing too you never know and they gave me like a very small amount because they're addictive for that reason shit yeah 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 um sneeze on the truth sneeze on the truth yeah and even like my therapist now like when I was talking to her she was like do you take any medication for it I was like when I'm really going through like I only take lorazepam if I am throwing up like if I'm not throwing up I can get back then you'll work through it Mm-hmm. but as soon as it starts to affect my stomach mm-hmm. I'm like no, no 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 because like I can't be throwing up like it's not like you're I'm depleting yourself of nutrients at that point like there's mm-hmm. if you need it then just take it um and and yeah and that's it yeah who knows what path that would have you know taken me on I probably wouldn't have gotten the help that I needed mm-hmm. But everything about that trip, man, like, honestly, I don't know. And I remember, do you remember there were other girls at that hotel, like another pair of like two friends yeah, and they, they were, they were, they, were out. They, they were like, not, they were going out to nightclubs. They were going out to Cuban nightclubs. Yeah. First of all, I don't know if I would have done that. I'm, I, I'm pretty fun, but like, I, I, that's pretty hard. Nobody who says they're fun is actually fun. So let, let, Nobody let's, who let's says they're that fun is actually fun. That's right. You know, let's just, I'm a Capricorn. I'm not that fun. But they were having a good time. They were going out and we were just chamomile tea. You were having chamomile tea. I had chamomile tea and crackers. Do you know which women I really loved? I loved that group of women that we saw that was like- um, That was at the end. That was like a good omen at the end. end. They were from Ottawa. They were from Ottawa. They were just white, just the whitest women you've ever met. Yeah, yeah. Blonde hair, blue eyes- but that's our crew that's who we should travel with that's our crew like that's That's our crew yeah they just had like shawls taped over their boils from the sun yeah yeah and they were yeah and they what did they tell us about this place they go this place sucks we're going to jamaica we're never coming back here again (laughs) do you think we would have had a better experience if we went to like veradero or something where like there were younger people and like more things i think this would have happened to you no matter fucking what yeah I actually think the nightclubs and stuff would have been way more stimulating. I don't know. I think it would have been worse. 
worse, 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 worse. I think it's also to me, as soon as I heard that you've had a similar experience when you were 15, when you went to Portugal and obviously back then we're not as aware, we don't fully get things that are happening to us that you had a very similar experience away from home and the same sort of physical symptoms and that sort of thing. As soon as that happened, this experience that you had in Cuba would have happened to you anywhere. It would have happened if you went to Niagara Falls for a gig overnight. It just, it just so happened that it was time for this to happen to you in Cuba. You know what I mean? That's why. That's what it is. Yeah. It just kind of like, it was my destiny. It's your destiny. It's my destiny. (laughs) But it was really bad, Juliana. You were sick. You were unwell. And then you kept on like packing, but what did you do as well? You were so nice. You were like, okay, like we're just, we just have to leave. So we'd wake up at 9am or you started waking up at seven. When I woke up at 4am and asked you if, if the travel guy is there, I was like, is (laughs) out of here? It was 4am. You're like, Juliana, it's four in the morning. And I was like, yeah, I fully don't care. Is he there? Isn't he like a 24 hour guy? He's not a 24-hour guy. And then I called the front desk. I was like, hello. And you know what? It helped me to know that there was somebody else awake, like in the lobby. At that time, yeah, because you were just up. You were just up, man. I just had to know that people were like doing things. And like I had an option to leave if I wanted to. I must say though, like you were so contained. You were organized. You were calling the travel agent. You paid for me to get out of there. I paid for you to get out. You were like, Juliana, no, you really don't have to. I was like, no, no, no. Like, this is my decision to go here's my credit card. And you like handed it to the travel agent. You were like, book it. There was like one flight leaving. That's the other thing. And that guy was so nice too. He was just like, okay, you guys have a flight, but you're at opposite ends of the plane. And we're like, really? <laughs> and he was so nice. I don't know who he called in charge, but he, he was like, us together. We got seat beside each other. No, I remember that. That's so funny. He started speaking Spanish. He was probably like, listen, like you don't he know. Pulled like, he pulled some strings for us. Yeah. He also, I think he thought that it was about the food. Like he was like, listen, if it's about the food, like this, this place that we stayed at had a reputation about the food, I guess. He they had like, a reputation. They were like, we can send you to another one. Like their stuff is way better. They have a real yeah. chef there. Like it's good yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what? The damage is done, but thank you very much. God damn it. There is simply nothing you so, can do. No, there's nothing. This is beyond anybody's control at this point, but thank you. This was it was so weird too because it's like I was kind of the one who started out like not being well and you were like you were good and then it just like it changed like so quickly and it turned into this I started eating like fresh fish I went over there I was one of those people not only I wasn't using the buffet I went over there and like got the freshly cooked food I was having eggs every single day big piles of food and you're sitting there fucking throwing up that's so funny just awful but I was still trying to have a good time I was still you team fucking player man team player no like literally like we would be out and I was never like crying like I'm never crying like if I did cry it was like to myself at night but like you did it I was just like well you did cry you did cry you did did put on a dress I put on on mascara sunglasses hat wraps first of all and I must say and you should show some pictures to prove this at some point you look like a Cuban goddess Something happened to your hair with the salt water. You it's had- my last name, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I think it, it's, yeah, Portugal, Cuba, it's, Spain. It's the Latin blood in you. What can That's you do? There's no, there's no going around it. Yeah. You had the hair. 
the glowing complexion. You you know, you just looked so great. You look like a beach goddess. I was wearing jewelry to the beach. I had like- Jewelry, scarves, beautiful colors. Like you were just, you were the queen of the beach. Yeah. But little did they know, little did they know. It was very short lived, but it was a good experience. Do you remember? And then by like the last beach, I was walking around with shorts and like a t-shirt in wrapped. It started to, yeah. Like as it went on, it started to get, you were just sitting there, sunblock in the shade, not in the sun. You were like, if I go in the sun, it's over. No, because at that point I was so dehydrated that I was like, I, I know basic math. I should not be in the sun being this dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Do you remember bold and gold? That also triggered my panic attack. Because it I, triggered a panic attack for you, this guy. It triggered a panic attack. Just awful. This like one guy with gold teeth was watching us on the beach and he kept trying to talk to me. And then Juliana literally said, if I talk to him, she's going to throw up. <laughs> but then he brought like his translator friend over to try to talk to you. Oh my God. That's and he was definitely saying some weird perverted shit. And, the Weird, friend, and then the guy laughing. I was translating it like nice and normal, but he was must have been saying dirty shit. Yeah. Yeah. Gross as hell. Do you remember Euphoria, Juliana? Oh fuck. Dude, like people need to sit like, yo, like resorts are not where it's at. Like they not. They should be shut down. But we had no knowledge that resorts were only for like old people. Like you can't yeah, we didn't know. It was like when you go to the resort, like they had this whole dance squad set up in like this theater and they were like come to euphoria tonight they're like are you coming to the dance and i was like come by yeah, i didn't know there was a nightclub on site here like i was like perfect that'll kick my anxiety uh not at all what happened we went to sit in this like outdoor theater mm-hmm. to a bunch of people that were servers during the day and then they were like dancing at night but they weren't good dancers see them again yeah they weren't yeah they they'd be upside down the fucking psychotic evil twins that ran the resort were telling them to and there was they one were. guy he like <laughs> went in for a backflip like, <laughs> and we all saw everybody in the crowd was like whoa like whoa <laughs> and the poor guy got up and kept dancing like they covered him and he like went to the back <laughs> they, like, dude that guy snapped it yeah, i had to cover my eyes i was like holy fuck dude we were going to euphoria there was like a big full moon that night like yeah. we were sick we were sick but that the twins were telling us to come we could hear the music like bringing us they, in they were have they had like cool hats on i was like you know what let's fucking go you we're like you know what forget it fuck everything i'm going through let's go to euphoria for one night one night only i need to go to euphoria we're going in we hear the music and then just like we were watching people being like it was bad like i don't they're not taking care of their that no stuff. they're not taking care of like they were li- that was their payment they were literally like if you want to eat tomorrow you, you better be to- doing this dance right now yeah like, like, i didn't even get a meal no that's like that's scary that's a whole other conversation no like it's it's scary on. and i was literally like okay this doesn't even feel humane anymore like i i don't like doing it made it worse then we left and i think you threw up again <laughs> i threw up again i just threw <laughs> up when i see things i don't like 
<laughs> oh my god no but the other thing was too that I noticed you started doing because you wanted to just get the hell out of there so badly you kept yeah. on like packing up your suitcase like that was your favorite activity. that was my move I was like okay well we're leaving here in three days and tomorrow yeah. I probably don't want to do any packing so I think I should just start gathering my stuff because like yeah we're yeah, leaving yeah. very soon you're yeah, like totally. we're literally here for another like five days and I was like <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah, that was like lost on you and you kept up. And then we all came in the same outfits as white girls do leggings and like a white t-shirt. Right. And you just, every this is the day morning, that we're leaving. Yeah. Every, but you did this for like every morning, like you had the leggings and the white t-shirt on. I think that a part of you was hoping that we were going to somehow get out of there like sooner than our, our new ticket that you, that you got us. I think so. Yeah. Funny. Cause our new ticket only got us out of there like three days sooner. I think so. Which is still great. We got the hell out of there. Oh, if I stayed there for another three days, it would have been bad. But like, there's no way that somebody can throw up consistently like that for like a week straight and not have like a problem. It's actually, it's actually phenomenal that you, I I, I don't, I don't actually fully get how you were okay. I just remember this. I just remember you being like, Mm. uh, I remember just being like, oh my God, Callan, like, what if I throw up and there's blood? And you were like, if there's blood, don't worry (laughs) about it. It's just because you've been throwing up a lot. It's fine. You're not punctured or anything. And I was like, okay, so she's scared because- that is the kind of response you get from a scared person like you're like if there's blood don't worry about it I was like no no no. like she's trying to be calm for me but like I know that if she sees blood she's calling the fucking ambulance but here's the thing there was also no wi-fi like we had to go buy like wi-fi tickets there's nothing I couldn't google anything was like as soon as I was taken we were really unplugged and for people who are usually so plugged in and like you have to be whatever to not have that plus like everything that's going wrong with you Oh my God. Like who the hell could handle that? Like it's too much. It's hard. And like you had to manage like how many times you had to call home because there were like it, nobody was accessible. Like it was just you. And then to go into a phone booth. Like, I swear to God, there was a lady there with like back in like the 1960s when they'd had those like soundboards with the wires and connect your car, your calls. Like that's yeah, what that, No, like straight up. I was that's like, what, I can't handle that. Like, use cables. Yeah, yeah. They're like, everybody only gets like five minutes or three minutes or something. That's like that. it. Otherwise the phone cuts off. The phone cuts off and you're done. And I was like, oh my God, like, I can't, that's not for me. No, no, no. I think I made like an Instagram post while we were there or I got an email and that made me feel yeah. so good. I was like, oh my God. The real world, the real me, the real me is just the beyond. Yeah, yeah. But then when we got back home, how did you feel afterwards? And then when we got home, it went away because I was like, oh, I'm back to what uh, I know. Yeah. But then sure mm-hmm. enough, it came back again when I went to Niagara Falls. So you were, I remember that because I was like, Juliana, like, listen, like what happened to you happened and you need to like deal with this. And you were like, but you know, I, I, you didn't like, I feel like, cause you felt fine. You were like, no, like, it's okay. And then you went to Niagara Falls, right? Hmm. And then when I went to Niagara Falls, I was like, okay, so it's not just when I get on an airplane, this, this can happen anywhere where mm-hmm. I'm, you know, not taken out of my comfort zone. It's wild. Anxiety is scary and everybody experiences it differently. I'm really glad that like you were able to talk about your experiences just to like show people that like anxiety is not one thing. Like it's not just like everybody is the same that has anxiety. It's like it is there's many different branches to it. And it's like it's as unique as a fingerprint to to everybody. Like it's not there's no one way to treat it. Everybody has their own way. Yeah, I totally agree with you. They yeah. have, you, you got to find it out for yourself. And I think listen to people 
take into consideration what they say, but at the end of the day, you just have to do what's best for you. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Well, I'm just going to end this podcast now because we've talked for a really cool. long time. Yeah. I need to go work out. You're going to go work out. Yeah. I have to also go to the grocery store. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll call you back as soon as I hang up. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And then when you leave your house, you can call me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll call you probably from the car. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye for now. Well, bye. <laughs>